This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Cup final will start Saturday. Florida at Vegas. Oh, a 12-year-old Reed Wilkins would be like, what? They have teams? They do have teams. Stanley Cup final will be on 6.30, Chet. All the games. They'll all start at 6 o'clock. Memorial Cup game starting a little bit later on here. We'll keep you updated on that one. Uh, the Edmonton Elks continue to practice the first game of the year, Sunday, June 11th, against the team from the province, one to the east. Uh, of course, we'll have all the Elks games for you on 630, Chad, this season. If you want to get in touch, it is 780-496-0063. That's the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. You can email me, insights sports at 630ched.com you can follow me on twitter you can send me a private message there well actually don't send me like a private message you can send me a direct message <laughs> please please don't send me any private details about your life uh at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s i guess it is a private message because it just goes to me it's not publicly but uh yes nothing don't send me anything <laughs> but as soon as i said send me a private message i thought to myself that sounds awkward sliding I, to those I, DMs. I love I, I i i i love you guys and gals who listen to the show but i do not want your private messages uh i could start a dating app for me we should have an inside sports dating app that'd be pretty good like yeah, connect connect listeners you know and then their dates could revolve around listening to the show or eating canned ham or watching <laughs> csi vegreville stuff like that just to, let's just throw that to, on the idea board in the control room here for sure yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh it's just something to consider anyway seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three i'm just going to tell everybody right off the top of the show i am not interested in your opinions on the election i'm, I'm really not i have some myself I'm not going to share them. I'm not interested in yours. You've been hearing about it all day. I don't know what the show after us is talking about. Uh, and and I'm, not, it's, I'm not, of course, it's a big news story, and I respect that people have opinions about it, and some of you may be very passionate about it, uh, but we're going to offer you a break on this show for the most part. Maybe, maybe some things will come up along the way, but we're, we're going to do uh, as much non-election stuff on Inside Sports as we can after a, uh, after a, a day of it and all the stuff. Uh, last night. I will say this. I thought my uh, chorus colleagues from radio and television did a great job last night. I didn't watch right till the bitter end. Uh, it was uh, 
I, I watched till about 11. I think they, it was just before they kind of declared it, but it looked like it was uh, it was pretty sure at that point to be a UCP victory. So I thought I thought the the cover we had David Aiken at that magic board. Is that yes, what they call it? The big board. It, it was. Now I am interested in maybe some people watching or or listening aren't interested in this, but as someone who has worked in broadcasting the majority of my adult life. I take an interest in how things are presented. So when I, was it CNN that first had that big board? What yeah, was the guy John King. John was, King is the guy that's the innovator uh, of the big board. Right, yes. and NBC has that guy. I don't even know the guy's name, but NBC has that guy, and they kind of dress him up to look like the office nerd. Yeah, for lack of a better term, I don't know if he actually is like that. <laughs> but but he but he he doesn't just do election stuff. He's on NBC for the NFL playoff odds, and he's drawn you know, pictures, drawing circles with his fingers and moving things around. And so uh, David Aiken was doing that last night. And now it's it's hard to uh, imagine election coverage without that. That has created a new standard, that you can't have election coverage, that, uh, that I think if a television station did election coverage without somebody at a TV screen like that, and, and physically interacting with the screen, something would seem off. Because, of course, they can put up boards and graphics that show the results, but I think just seeing a human being kind of go through that in real time and click on the writing and zoom in and, oh, here's the results. Oh, they're changing in front of my eyes. By the way, as an aside, what was going on last night when they had one vote? Like somebody was leading a riding one nothing. Yeah, well, that must have been the, the <laughs> that must have been the slowest scanning machine for the votes in like the history of the universe. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, wait, no, it's still scanning. Wait a minute. Paper jam, probably. There must have been a paper jam at several. I, I don't know how that, how that works. But anyway, so that got me thinking. So let's, well, you know what, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll still tie, we're not going to specifically talk about the election, but we'll kind of do something like we did last night when I asked people which Edmonton sports figure do you think would make the best politician. And then we did have a couple of athletes uh, turn politicians on, on the show. So when it comes to sports broadcasting, what uh, innovation that you have seen in your lifetime, and I have no idea how old you are. Maybe you're five, maybe you're 85. You're all welcome to listen to the show. By the way, if, if you're five, you don't need to eat nearly as many vegetables as your parents are telling you. Okay, just a side note there. Uh, and if you're 85, please eat whatever you want. Uh, anyway, in your lifetime, which sports broadcasting innovation could you now not live without because mm-hmm. i i think we have seen a few now there may speaking of perhaps people of a of an older vintage listen to the show we maybe we have some people who were even watching sports before there was instant replay right like they remember a few years ago they put out dvds of uh the greatest games in in the team's history yeah and of course for the Oilers you had a mm-hmm. lot of games from the 80s and Pisani's shorthanded goal in 06 but you had those old Montreal games and I watched a, a Montreal game from I think the 50s and I don't know if there was instant replay if there was it, w- it wasn't from a different cam- camera angle or anything they would just replay what you already saw so may- maybe it could be something as simple as instant replay we've seen what, what have you and I seen Kellen we've seen the first down marker in mm-hmm. football yeah uh golf now they can track the shots you know mm-hmm. with the line in the air 
Um, well, I think the advent cameras, yeah, cameras the, in the nets in in hockey. Exactly, the drone cameras uh, now too, and the, behind the quarterback and everything. Well, yeah. So there's uh, well the the camera on the the rail right on the wire. Yep. The at wire all the, at all the games that hangs mm-hmm. kind of hang right below the quarterback or wherever they want to put it on the field. XFL invention from way back in 2001. And, and I think one of them is now that you couldn't imagine hockey or football or whatever without is the scoreboard bug. That's what I call yes. it. Yes. Having the Absolutely. little now, the screens are so much bigger than when I was a child. I mean, I, I remember when I was in uh, university, uh, my the first TV that I bought for myself, I decided to splurge, and I got the 15-inch instead of the 12. I spent the extra, it was probably 10 extra dollars at that time. I got the 15-inch <laughs> TV instead of the 12. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you could buy a television. And, of course, the dimensions are now different, right, because the, the ratio is different. But... Uh, now the screens are so big, you could put a whole bunch of information on there. But the scoreboard bug, so I got the Blue Jays game on. The instant you turn it on, if I, if I, I've had it on since the start of the show, but if I had just turned this on, I could tell people immediately it's 7-2 Toronto in the top of the fourth, there are two out. You turn on a hockey game or a football game, right away you know the period, the score, and often in hockey you know the shots on goal. In football you would know the down and distance. And I, I, Now in, in football, Fox started that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it was an, an executive at CBS who was a competing, because Fox got the, yeah, I think Fox got the NFC from CBS, and then CBS took the AFC away from NBC. I think that's what it was in the early 90s. And CBS thought, uh, we're not going to use a scoreboard bug because we're not going to give someone an excuse to change the channel as soon as they change to us. Let's make them wait and watch until we reveal the score when we go to commercial and an announcer says it. But it, that just doesn't fly anymore. Mm-hmm. You want it immediately. And if you're deciding to watch a game, you're probably you're probably committed to watching it, even you know if it's two teams you want to watch. This, this, knowing the score isn't going to scare you away. That would be a big one for me. Uh, but maybe there's something, heck, I don't know, in, in the cameras in curling or some of the mm-hmm. graphics they use uh, in curling. I mean, baseball now shows you the speed of every pitch yeah. and the position of every pitch. I, I, mean, think, for, I think for me, Reed, it's the, uh, because I'm a, a huge auto racing fan of every series and whatever, it's the onboard camera. It's the camera that sits in, in either beside the driver or now in, in today's cases, they have them mounted on the driver's helmet. Well, because ca- cameras have become so small yeah. over the years. I, what do they call them? Lipstick cameras? Some yeah. of the real small ones? Or GoPros ones. or whatever, right? Right. So you can take the viewer. I guess we're talking more about a television perspective here than, than radio perhaps. But you, you can take the viewer almost anywhere now mm-hmm. with with the size of these uh, I mean don't they have cameras in the bases sometimes in baseball sometimes yes uh, yeah. obviously I think I mentioned this the camera in the net in hockey mm-hmm. the, the, the we don't see these very often the offside cameras in hockey I don't know if that's an innovation that people would miss if it went away yeah. but but anyway so let let's let's do that as an off topic topic because as I said I couldn't imagine election coverage now with somebody at the the, the TV board, you know, like David Aiken did last night. John King mm-hmm. made it famous on uh, CNN, you know, touching, actually touching the screen, touching the riding, zooming in on the riding, showing what happened in the previous election, all those kinds of things. I, I don't think if, if I watched election coverage and that didn't come up, I think as a viewer, I would feel, well, you know, I'm kind of missing out here. I miss I, I miss the big board. So what is that innovation when it comes to uh, sports broadcasting that you've seen in your lifetime? 
whether you are five or 85, 780-496-0063. But, but again, your thoughts on the actual election, not welcome. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's this is the clip people are going to take. Not welcome. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what else are we doing tonight? Oh, Kelly Rudy's coming up. He's going to be uh, going to the Stanley Cup final. We got, I love talking to this guy. He's on a little bit later on. Mookie Mitchell, one of the all-time greats in the Canadian Football League, uh, helped the double E win the Grey Cup in 2005. He's become an Edmontonian. We haven't visited with him for a while. He's going to be on the show. And Brody Clark with the Edmonton Stingers, I was telling you their tale of woe on the show yesterday. They blew that 16-point lead in the Elam ending on Sunday against the Calgary Surge. They're 0-2 to start the season. They're right back at it tomorrow night against the Niagara River Lions at 7.30 at uh, the Flair Airlines hangar at the Expo center brody the former golden bear he's been on the show several times over the years very well spoken and interesting uh, gentleman so i'm sure he'll uh, he'll dive into what went wrong for the stingers in their first two games and uh, let us know what's coming up tomorrow and probably tell us what he's been doing in his life too all right we will take a quick timeout. it is 18 minutes after six it's inside sports on chet You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chen. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Ched. Uh, Luke Gazdick's going to join us later this week. That'll be his final appearance of the uh, season. He's always fun. Kelly Rudy, who's a weekly guest on the show, will check in between 630 and 7. 7804960063. So we started about uh, talking about something that have you, you have seen come to prominence in sports broadcasting in your lifetime, just leaving it open-ended. Mm-hmm. and uh, that you now could not imagine as part of a sports broadcast. If it went away, you would miss it or you'd be irritated or, you know, you'd write angry letters to broadcast companies, things like that. Hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now that's your turn to go now, It is my Kellen. turn to go, yes. yes. I, I, I just put a fellow on, on hold, by the way, Reed. We got Mark on hold, but oh. I'll rattle off a couple of texts before Mark here. Uh, Richard says, boy, you always have such good questions that make a, per- a person think, Reed. I guess I would have to say the innovation I could not live without would be being able to text into the radio shows with my brilliant opinion. That's from Richard. <laughs> well, I suppose that is a, a broadcast innovation. I never even thought of that, and that has, uh, I think we started taking texts here. I, I believe I was producing Stoff Show. Yeah. So probably 20. About 10 years ago. 11 or 12. Literally, yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been a little over 10 years for sure. Okay, that's yeah, a good for one. Sure. Give me one more and then we'll go to, to Mark. Is it, is it former D-man Mark? Do no, we know? this is a different Mark. It's a different coming. Mark. Okay. There we go. So we got uh, Andy from Fort Sask texting in. He says, the simplest one for me is the LED lighting in arenas. It makes the viewing far more pleasurable. That's Andy from Fort Sask. And Andy, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know if you remember, Andy, when the Kings had that possible high stick on their overtime goal in game three against the Oilers. I think I got the right game. Uh, John Shannon, who knows a heck of a lot about sports broadcasting, made the point uh, when I talked to him, and I think he said it on Bob's show as well, that 
in an in, in a Canadian rink, there would have been more lighting on that. The, mm-hmm. the Canadian rinks are generally brighter because they light not just the ice surface, but also the lower bowl of the stands. Right. Whereas American rinks tend to light just the ice rink and there's not as much light going down on the stands. So yeah. with that play happening in the corner, if that would have been in a Canadian rink, uh, there might have been a little more light on it and perhaps it would have been more definitive that it hit, I think, was it, it no, it wasn't Moore stick. Moore got the Dursey, goal. was it not? No, what's the uh, kid? Oh. Was it Byfield? Uh, Yes. There we go. Yep. Anyway, that doesn't matter now. Uh whoever hit. Uh because I thought it I thought it did hit the stick. But anyway, that's that's interesting about the lighting. Those those were good ones. Okay, Mark is on the line. Mark, what's going on? Hey, how you doing tonight? You did now remember if you if you called about the election, we're hanging up on you. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm done. I'm done with the election. Okay, what's up? Hey, going back, so I don't, you probably remember this guy, Vin, it's your industry, but Howard Cosell. If you ever read his book when he first broke into radio broadcasting, he I, used to quote coaches and stuff for the stuff they said. He'd always get in hot water because they would deny ever saying it to him. So he basically pioneered the use of a tape recorder and then broadcasting the coach on the radio. Oh, I didn't know that story. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think I've read that book. I don't, that is a good one. So the actual use of tape, which is incredibly common now, right? Well, exactly. And the funny thing was, is back then, now you got to remember, he came out of the, the Second World War and then went into broadcasting. So this is how far back we're going in his early career in a small market. He used to pack around a tape recorder that had to wear the backpack because back then it was so real to real. Right. So you so got to imagine this guy walking up to you with his backpack, holding a stick in front of you, saying, did you really just say that? And then all of a sudden you'd hear yourself on the radio and you couldn't deny it anymore. That's incredible. And contrast with that, the, the tape recorder I use is... Uh, is digital it it uh, it's about a quarter the size of my hand i think i got it at london drugs a long time ago it works just fine and i think you could literally put thousands of hours of of audio on there yeah the real the real that's that's something too hey thanks mark that's a good one take care buddy that is mark at 780-496-0063 yeah that's I, I mean, that's that's a really good story. Just the actual use of uh, of tape to uh, to replay clips or to play interviews and stuff like that. That's that's good. Uh, Kellen, hit me with one quickly before we got we got to go to break. Yeah, well, we got a leader on the text line here. Uh, both Dan and Arms who are text in with high def television. It's the greatest feature introduced for sports. Well, yeah, I, I'm surprised I didn't think of that myself. I should have thought of that. Just upgrading from standard definition to high definition, and then the. Large larger TVs. That's been incredible.